Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and you're all around hiring guru. And I know I say this every week. I get so excited about our guest, but I am truly excited. I feel like I have waited a year for this guest to get here. So I'd, I'd like to welcome Kevin Keppel, president and master of transformation and certified StrengthsFinder coach. You guys know I love that. He is passionate about helping business owners and executives unlock their genius so they can live exponentially. At Keppel Coaching, they specialize in empowering individuals and teams to make more income, doubt them, themselves less, who doesn't want more of that, and love their lives. Thanks for joining us today, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I am super thrilled, and I really do feel like you made me wait a year for this. <laughs> so I think we had, were originally scheduled a couple of months ago. We had some scheduling conflicts, and I was like, oh. Yeah, that was my fault. So <laughs> I'll, t I'll take the fire on that. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to be here with I, you. I, you know, and it was so interesting. I always love to tell people how we got connected because networking is a huge part of your career, right? Absolutely. And 80% of jobs are found through the networking. A lot of those jobs, they're not even posted, right? So you have to have your network. So I like to begin with how we got introduced. And so this is a test, pop quiz. Do you yeah. remember? Oh, absolutely. This is easy. Oh, okay. So a good friend of mine actually introduced us, Brandon. Brandon Denman, shout out. Thanks. Yes, Brandon. yes. And he met you at one of the events you host, actually. And man, we became fast friends. I just really resonated with you because you're just that beautiful blend of like big heart, big brain, just love to serve. And it, it was just really fortuitous that uh, he connected us. So. I thought it was great. And I'd only met him. He'd only come to one of our events because, you know, we host events every month and he'd only come to one of our events. And then all of a sudden I get this introduction in my email and I'm like, wow, you know, that, yeah. that was fast. <laughs> you know, that, and, and it was like, I had to send him a thank you note afterwards. Cause it was like, this is probably one of the best introductions that I've ever had. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, I, I felt the same way and like immediately you were creating value and serving me. And I was just, really grateful to get to connect with you and, and you're, you're really powerful and it's so brilliant the way that you just bring me in front of the people that are really relevant that I can really help and that can really help me in my journey and it's so phenomenal to get to just do life with people like you that I actually care about and want to spend time with and trust so thanks for being you. Well thank you for being you and for saying yes to all the opportunities <laughs> might I say you know time uh, commitments that I've asked you to do since we met. I mean, it's, it's been a lot. Oh my gosh, but that's what we're here to do. We're here to like understand what makes us us and create value for others with that. And I'm happy to serve any way I can. And you know, like getting to share with the groups that you host, the young executives. I mean, I met oh, they loved you. so many cool people at that too. I just talked to Chase Bryant recently and like, what a gym. Yes, like, shout out to Chase Bryant. Yeah, Chase is cool. <laughs> He, and he's doing some amazing stuff too. And he's actually a competitor of mine, yet I promote him because I love the way that he is doing the business, bringing in that psych psychological tool yeah. as part of the hiring process. Yeah, and he's like you. He's just leading with his heart and just looking to serve people. And you know, more for him means more for you. I think yep. competition is good for everybody. So tell us about Kevin. Tell <laughs> us, let, let the world understand why I just fell in love with you and why we became such fast friends. Yeah. I, wow. What a question. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. Well, uh, let's make it uh, short and sweet here. I'm president of a company called Keppel Coaching. And, and what the passion really is, we love to help people just create transformation professionally and personally. And over the past decade, I've gotten to work with leaders at really amazing companies like Chick-fil-A, Bobcat, Mary Kay, Benchmark Income Group, 
and all these other hundreds of leaders at small and mid-sized companies. And it's so cool because every time what we're doing is help people unlock like their peak potential so they can create maximum value for other people. And like, again, that's what we're all here to do, to understand what makes us us and how we can use that to create value for other people. We're all in this thing together. And you know, I love serving leaders in that way and because I've had people help me do that on my journey too. And I'm so grateful that that's how I get to serve. And when I'm not doing that, I love to be outside. I love to climb mountains. I just climbed uh, Hunter Peak out in Guadalupe National Park last oh, weekend. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. How tall was that one? 10,000 something feet. Okay. When I was going, is it like a trail or do you have to actually climb? Uh, there wasn't like too much climbing. It's just a really steep trail yeah. and it's in the back country. So it's really, cause everybody goes Guadalupe peak, which is like the main one. It's a little easier. And so I wanted to go back country cause I wanted it all to myself. And I saw a ranger at the gate and she looked at me and she's like, you know, that's like really steep. <laughs> <laughs> like I can do it. And so, but it was amazing. And so I love just getting out in nature and connecting like that. And I love really spending time with animals too. I do some work with SBCA and, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, not as much as I'd like to, but uh, you know, I'm kind of like an ATM for them. They send me an email, I send them money, and <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a great relationship. But sometimes I get to go volunteer too, and just mm. man, I love, I love dogs and cats and just any animal, and I love kids too. I do some work with the Big Brother, Big Sister program, and uh, yeah, when I'm not doing that, I like to like to read a lot and just chill, and I love people. I just like to be alone too a lot, and yeah. And then sometimes you coach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but really, I mean, the passion for me is really helping people just make these new decisions about who they are yeah. and what's possible and what their peak potential looks like. Because it's not that people aren't winning that I'm working with, but a lot of times, like myself included, you know, I, I've created success and then there's like this almost achievement apathy. It's like, there's Ooh. gotta be more out there than this. I, I remember I was, before I became a coach, like over 10 years ago, I was working in the financial services world and I got a commission check for like $20,000 and some change. And that's a decent amount of money. Yeah. But I remember thinking, I was like, if this was $2 million, I don't, I wouldn't be that happy. I'd be like, this is cool, but there's no fulfillment here. And I knew I was like disconnected from what I was doing. And I had like a cool office with a park view and like, I loved who I worked with and the company it was awesome, but there was, there was no like deep fulfillment or deep purpose in it. And mm -hmm it was really hard for me to get to this place to where to leave this really good career yeah. and become a coach. But I had a great coach who helped me see where I wasn't holding myself accountable to a bigger vision. I love what you just said there. So a couple of things, I want to go back to the SPCA, but I love what you just said there about your coach, but you have a coach. Absolutely. So in your mind, if you had to rate it on a scale from one to 10, 10 being the most important, how important is it for people to have a coach? Not that they're going to hire you, but just a coach. Yeah, absolutely. I would say it's 10. It is yeah. massively important. I mean, if you're truly a professional, you need a professional mm -hmm. to help you see the things you can't see because it's really hard to read the label from inside the box. I'm so glad you said that. I was going to say that. <laughs> because we're like pressed right up against the glass of our own life. Like yeah. we, it's hard to be objective about ourselves and to see our blind spots. That's why they're blind spots. And I'm actually working with two different coaches right now for two different areas. And I think yes. it's so phenomenal to have somebody who every time I work with a coach, I get a quantum leap of some sort, yep. not just a little bit better, but a massive transformation. And you know, like God sent us here to do work, yep. not to just like be average. And if I want to be above average, I must treat myself above average. And like, that's what coaches will do. They'll take you anywhere you want to go. So I'm working on my first <clears throat> course right now. Ooh, that's exciting. Yes. And it kind of goes along with what you're saying because you're like, we're not here to just be average. And I think when we talk about being average, we talk about people that just go with the flow. They just kind of go where the world tugs them and they do, you know, whatever the path of least resistance is. So you're going to love this. The name of my first coat or my first course disengage your autopilot. Ooh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you were just talking to me 10 years ago, <laughs> but that's so good because we, we do, we get like stuck in these places of yeah. like, we're pretty good or even excellent at something, but that's preventing us from getting into this zone of genius. Like yes. Gay Hendricks talked about in the big leap, which was amazing because like when you're in your zone of genius, you're doing what only you can do. You're using your unique ability to create massive value for other people in some way. Yes. And that's the whole point. And the, you know, the really cool thing is I know in our first conversation, I was like, you know, nobody's going to beat you at being you. Yes, like, that's I the secret sauce. That. Like <laughs> we've got the market cornered on us. Like nobody can beat me at being me. But 
you know, that's not a static thing. Like I don't become, you know, this, you know, powerful version of me and like use that forever. Like the only guarantee we get in life, or we get two, I guess, things are going to change and we're going to die. Yeah. Or maybe three, you're going to pay taxes. Too yeah, don't forget right? to pay taxes. Yeah. But things are going to change and that's okay. Because what worked for me yesterday isn't necessarily going to work for me today. And, and that's okay. But if I need to control everything and have it a certain way, well, then I get this Groundhog Day effect, but I don't get to have fun like Bill Murray had in the movie, right? right? It's like just this regressive life, and that's so frustrating. And it's like personal inflation starts eating you up because you're depreciating Ooh, instead of growing. Personal inflation. That's interesting. Talk about that. Yeah, for sure. Well, think about it. Like there's two options. There's either growth or there's regression because there's no stay the same. Right. If I stay the same, right, the world continues to revolve around me, not the way I want it to revolve around me necessarily, but I am getting outdated. I'm depreciating like a car. When you drive it off the lot, immediately yes. the value drops. If you're not adding value to yourself and growing intentionally, then you're regressing and that's personal inflation. Interesting. So I just started something new. I'm learning to play the violin. What? Yes. You just pick something easy to do? Like, oh, this oh my looks God. easy no. enough. Okay, so the reason I chose the violin, because I read a book. Can you tell me? <laughs> we had this conversation. That's funny. Yes, I'm, so I'm reading a book on neuro-linguistic programming. And for those of you out there who don't know what that is, that's where you can reprogram the neural pathways <clears> in your brain. And I'm all about the brain hacks, as I know you are too, and really figuring out how to maximize you know, this meat in our head to make <laughs> yeah. it work for us, not against us. You know, I don't want to be that reptilian brain. I want to be, you know, the human brain. I want to have choices. I want to be in control of those choices. So that's why I'm <clears throat> studying NLP. I'm about to go get certified in Ooh, it. Ooh, cool. Yeah. But they said you need to learn an instrument because that's what helps to rebuild those neural pathways. Uh. And the one they recommended, which I think is the hardest instrument in the world, is the violin. I can't imagine. I'm telling you, when I first started, I was like, how hard can this be? Oh, my you know, gosh. Oh, my gosh. I was like, it's not making any noise. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I would have uh, pulled out the recorder from middle school. This is what I'll play. But that's so cool because that increases your neuroplasticity, which yes. is the brain's ability to make informed connections. And again, progression or regression. If you're intentionally promoting that neuroplasticity, your brain is going to be very healthy and very strong. And one of the really cool byproducts of doing things like that, that you learning a totally new thing, like playing the violin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> pick the hardest. Why don't you solve pie while you're at it? Maybe but, I will. But that's so cool because the number one leadership skill is self-awareness because mm. without self-awareness, like you don't understand the impact you're making on other people or the impact they make on you. Uh, you can be tone deaf and a myriad of other problems. But when you do things you're not normally used to doing and you teach yourself to learn a new, very difficult skill like that, it raises self-awareness dramatically. Mm -hmm. And it's very humbling because we realize like how much is out there we don't know. Right. Which is phenomenally important. To and I can't stand that. <laughs> I cannot stand that there's stuff out there I don't know. And I just can't read fast enough. I can't study fast enough. It's it's a real problem. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I know your strengths. So. <laughs> I know. Well, and, and that's true. So that's another way to gain clarity around yourself is like I do any and every assessment that people send me, but I really love the strengths finder. And I know that you are a strengths finder coach. So why am I so obsessed with knowing everything? <clears throat> Uh, well, where, where should we start? It, it, it could definitely be input because input's pretty high for you. I know it's in the top 10. Yeah. And people with input just love to, they're calling the collectors. They love to collect knowledge, ideas, information, tools, books, maybe even small penguin figurines, right? <laughs> I always say that as a joke, but one time I said that and a woman was like, oh my God, how did you know? I was like, well, that was a joke, but that's awesome that you do. And like, just love to have like ideas and, you know, part of ideas is skills or whatever the case may be, but also competition is number one for you. Yeah. And, you know, you love to win and you love to move forward. And it's really cool because it's a very healthy version of competition that you have. I have competition too. And if you want to see kind of the basement, the shadow side of competition, just see Kevin from 15 to age 30. And I was like about me winning as opposed to us winning. But you're such a collaborative, cooperative co-creator that it's so, so much fun to be around you because I feel like you want success for other people as much or more for them than you do for yourself. Mm -hmm. And like, that is so, refreshing because 
not that everybody's out a narcissist in the world, but a lot of the world right now is designed to be so me focused. And that's not me. The reason human, the reason Homo sapiens made it and Neanderthals didn't, the other human races didn't, is because of cooperation and collaborating together and building community. And that's why we're here. And that's why you know we've continued to evolve for 200,000 years or however long we've been around. And I love that. It was so interesting. There was a post. Okay, I want to go back to two things. So the SPCA. So at Success North Dallas last week, um, one of our members, he is retired military. And so now he spends his time training service dogs. Uh, love that. That is and cool. And he brought one of his latest service oh. dogs to the meeting because he brings the dogs there to desensitize them because there's so many people there. Sure. This one was not desensitized yet. <laughs> his name was Newt. Oh. And he had just picked him up from the prison. Wow. So he'd gone through the initial prison training so the prisoners actually trained the service dogs that's great and had brought him up there and newt was awesome and i've got pictures all over linkedin of newt giving me lots and lots of kisses (laughs) it was very affectionate (laughs) what kind of dog was he? it was a labrador oh man they're so sweet about a year old so it, it was but it's fun because you don't expect that when you go into a professional networking setting to see a dog no but it serves its purpose you know and we are supporting our military we're supporting you know that program by allowing newt to be a part of success north dallas um but the other thing was because of that post one of our other members made a beautiful post she had just joined um and she had talked about you know why she joined and why she decided to put her time here but she's like and i'm all about the woo winning others over yeah. and i was like yeah and i've got woo in my top five so but i just sent back a message and i said woo in quotations and capital letters who you know <laughs> and she's like i'm all about the woo so but it's interesting to me the people that know about strengths finders but it's also interesting the people that don't so like when you're dealing with your leaders when you're coaching is this something you introduce early on yeah, absolutely like in the very beginning if possible i mean more or less strength finders it's also known as Clifton Strengths Assessment mm-hmm. for anybody out there who's looking for it. It's the same exact tool. They just changed the name during COVID. Because <laughs> um, that's what you do when you have 30 million people take your assessment. You change right. the name, and right? And then you want them to take, you know, take it again. Yeah. Uh, but I think to date, almost 33 million people have taken this assessment. Wow. And I love having this information because basically it's a cheat sheet into people's natural talents or their natural sources of energy. And it's a really cool kind of dichotomy. There's, hey, here's what it looks like when you're truly owning your power and you're creating from love and just really making the most positive impact you can make. And maybe more importantly, here's what it looks like when you give all that away and you're going to war with yourself. And instead of creating from love, you're reacting from fear and being very forceful in your behavior or just the way that you're landing on people, perhaps. It's not always something you're doing. Like positivity is really high for me. And so really easy for me to see the good in things, have good energy, get things started, keep things going. But if I meet somebody, like my dad was a CPA and you know he's awesome, an accountant, very left brain though, pragmatic. And if I meet accountants or engineers and I have too much positivity, I'm like, what's up? Punching them in the shoulder. <laughs> like, they're not gonna trust me. And like influence, leadership is influence, according to John Maxwell, and I agree, it's a skill like anything else. It's like hitting a baseball is a skill, influence is a skill. And there's art and there's psychology to it. And it's all about building trust and inspiring people to act on your ideas. And if you don't trust me, you're definitely not acting on my ideas. And if I'm breaking trust immediately, then I need to understand that I'm doing that. And Strength Finders is such a cool thing because I can also understand how to speak to people in a language they're gonna understand or really the way that they think. And it builds a lot of empathy because you really understand where people are coming from. Like my best friend has a strength called restorative really high and they're natural fixers. They fix everything. They're so good at bringing solutions to whatever is happening. And I, anytime I talk to him about anything, he's um, like jumps in before I even finish, giving me solutions to my problems. And, and I just know that's who he is. And so I don't get frustrated because I don't. I just, sorry. I just had like an epiphany. Let's hear I need, it. I need to have my business partner take the strengths finders. I think she's restorative. Ooh, yeah. So it's always like, anytime you have a problem, she's like, let's do this, 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 and this, yeah. you know? And I'm like, stop. Well, it could be the strategic too. Cause like, that's like, you have strategic, right? And yeah. it's like creating plans based on possibility. Like you don't need to have done something to give me five ways to do it, which is really cool because I have strategic, I can track with that. But 
people who don't have strategic or activator, they're more linear, so they want the steps. Mm -hmm. But activators and strategic, we're like, dude, begin with the end in mind. Like Stephen yep. Covey, we're like, hey, the alphabet starts with A, ends with Z, let's go. And it, <laughs> people who don't think that way, it's not like a smart or dumb thing, it's just a different way of looking at exactly. the situation. And so you get this look a lot, like, I feel like I'm being clear, but we're missing each other somewhere. So it's really nice. Yeah, no, I really think I'm going to have her take that. And then I think I'm going to schedule a call with you. Yeah, I'd love to. So that we can, not that we don't communicate well, but we definitely see things from different perspectives at times. And she's like way over here and I'm way over here. And I'm like, why are you over there? Yeah, well, it's it's so nice to have too. Like my, my friend I was telling you about, we do some triathlon stuff together and I've got these like deep rims and you have to put this extender thing on it and there's a little bitty hole in it. My extender fell in there and the hole's like that big. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, you know, $500 rim, I can't just throw it away. And right. like, hmm, so I called him, I go, hey, I have a problem. I didn't have to tell him what the problem was. I go, the rim and he's like, oh, I'll be over there in a minute, pick it up. And he picked it up and he fixed it over the weekend and he was so excited. He was telling me how he did it. and. I was like, ah, I don't need to know how the watch was made. I just need to know what time it is. But I wanted to honor his work. So I'm right. like, man, that's awesome. Thank you. And, you know, he got to solve problems and serve his friend. And I didn't have to do it. Everybody was happy. So, And I love that you said that because there are people out there, that, like, if you give them too many details, I'm just going to raise my hand here. I, my that's eyes glaze. Yeah. I, I do not want too many details. If you tell me you're going to get it done, great. And I think it's important that we understand how to communicate with others, especially as a leader or even as a coworker. Yeah, and that's such a great point because knowing your strengths, I know you have activator. I know you want just the highlights. Yep. And if I give you too many details, you're like me, you're probably not even gonna hear it. And it, 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 it can almost feel disrespectful when people give you too much information. But on the other hand, if somebody doesn't have activator, like my brother, for instance, you know, we're two years apart, but we are almost complete opposites in our approach to the world. He has deliberative, number one strength. Deliberative means I am super methodical. Before I take one step, I've assessed every risk. I've got a process and I rarely make mistakes. So pretty much our whole life, it's me. Come on, dude, come on. He's like, hold on. He's like, that's risky. And you know, just very patient and methodical. And it's not better or worse, just, just different. I think that's so interesting. And I know you talk a lot about clarity or lack thereof when you're dealing with your coaching clients and stuff like that. But what, how does the lack of clarity keep us from getting to know our authentic selves? Ooh, what a great question. You know, I think, well, it makes it really hard to hit a target if you don't know what the target is. Mm. And I was reading about a really cool study from the Max Planck Institute. Um, I'm not familiar with that. He's one of the contemporaries of Einstein back in the day and came up with some of the quantum theories, but they have an institute now. I think it's based in Germany and okay. they did a study. They took people out of the Sahara Desert and they took them out to the woods somewhere, but they set them off from point A and they told them to go to point B, but nobody was familiar with the landmarks. Nobody had a compass, nobody had a map. So go to B from A. And what happened every single time? People walked in circles and went back to where they started. So left without clear direction, we usually go in circles and kind of go back to what's familiar, even if it's not what we want. And so when it comes to being authentic and being aligned with the most powerful version of us, which is what I like to call our genius, and you know, genius is far more about being in the habit of expressing your genius than it is actual natural talent. You know, everybody has natural talent. I've seen thousands of strength ladder reports. I've never seen a blank one. Like, sorry, you have no talent. <laughs> like, there's there's always 34. It's that just a funny. different order. But what's rare is people who can use those on demand. Right. And that's your genius right there. And I, why wouldn't you want to know what your genius is and how to use it on demand? But hey, we're busy. We've got stuff to do. And so really understanding what makes you you and how to use that on demand in service of your goals. Because motivation is three things. It's drive, grit, and goals. I need a clear goal. I need to have the components of drive, which is curiosity, passion, purpose, autonomy, and mastery. And then I need to have the grit, like to push through the hard, to push through the boredom. But when you have those three things lined up, like you are naturally internally motivated. And nothing external is going to motivate you, not long term, like yep. maybe briefly, but no lasting purpose behind that. And that's where fulfillment comes from, a connection to a purpose that's meaningful to you on a soul level. And these strengths, like it's going to help you identify your natural sources of energy. So when you're doing this, it's like uh, your cell phone's plugged in and you can go all day. I love that. Okay, so just very quickly, not to make this about me, but I'm going to make it about me. <laughs> it's my favorite my, subject. If, <laughs> If we look at my top five, so command or competition in this order, command, achiever, strategic, and woo. And I've been told that like, that's really 
unique. It's, <laughs> it's rare. <laughs> well, it, what's what's really cool is the command and the woo. Like command to start with is the least likely statistically to be in the top five. Achiever is the most likely statistically to be in the top five. So you're an anomaly there for sure. But command is like presence, right? When Casey's in the room, we know Casey's in the room. I'm gonna guess that would mean you're probably at eight on the Enneagram. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> most most eights have command. That's the yeah. CEO trait for sure. Yeah. It's like when you're in the room, like we know it. But that woo gives you such like a a feeling of like connectedness when you're around. Mm -hmm. Like nobody feels like they're left out. Like because you're really good about making sure everybody's involved. And so, but it, it, it's just energy. Energy just goes wherever our attention is. Right. Energy flows where our attention goes. And so, if I'm focused on reactivity and this negative space then that would be the basement of my strengths mm -hmm. and if i'm focused on you know creating from love because those are the two options i react from fear or i create from love like at all moments those are our motivations and fear wears all these hats right pride shame apathy but they're all based in fear yes but when i'm creating from love like it doesn't mean that everything's amazing and i get to go to work at the unicorn ranch every day and the sunshine <laughs> all day but pretty good things generally happen when you're in yep. creation but the thing is, when you're truly owning your uniqueness and your most authentic self, nobody's ever seen you before. Nobody's ever seen this version of a human because you're truly being unique. And that is going to make you really open to judgment of others because people generally judge what they don't understand. And when you're truly being innovative and unique, you're going to get judged. I mean, look at Elon Musk. He's always doing something new and different. Yep. And a lot of people don't like him. And I, I think a lot of it comes because they just don't understand what he's doing. And when it comes to our strengths, like to truly understand the really nuanced uniqueness we have, there's like a one in 20 something million chance that you would have the same top five as somebody else. Wow. And even, even if you did, like the six through 10 is gonna be different. And so you're gonna be so different because of the theme dynamics, the way they work together. That what you, are the chances of somebody has the same top 10 in the exact same order? I don't know, that would be super Crazy. rare. I know somebody that has like the same top five as me. I've only seen it once, but like two are in a different order. But it like, and I've seen so many reports, and I just I looked up the stat. That's why I know it. Like how rare that yeah. is, and there it's so nuanced inside of that that we're we're just so dramatically different, but we're all the same at the same time, which is it's really beautiful when you can live in your strengths and just be kind of this vulnerable expression of you not vulnerable like crying on everywhere i go necessarily right. but just being open like hey this is me and this is what i'm looking to create and that is so powerful as a leader because mm -hmm. that's the kind of leader i can follow and uh i'm to go through your strengths really quick and see the sure. back in the basement okay yeah. so Competition, number one strength. Let's do the basement first. If you were in the basement on all your strengths, meaning if you're reacting from fear, you would be so competitive. It would be just about Casey winning at all costs. I will stand on your throat if I have to. If I'm not cheating, I'm not trying. Command, <laughs> like, it will be my way is the only way. And I will run you into the ground until you get out of my way or go with me. Achiever, like, I'm going to be really busy, but maybe not necessarily productive, like, but very, very busy. Like, how was your day? It was busy. And then strategic, like, I am coming so far out of left field, nobody can follow me. And with Wu, like, I'm just collecting relationships. As soon as I meet you, I'm looking over your shoulder to see who I can meet next because I already met you. And it's just like, I'm just getting more people in the stable. But that's not Casey. Like, you're so beautiful in the way that you create from love. I'm going to start backwards. So Wu, like, you make everybody else feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves because of the Wu and because of the welcoming nature you have. Like, it feels like immediately like we're lifelong friends mm -hmm. when we met. And I see that with everyone that you talk to. And that's so cool. You make people feel safe and they immediately trust you. And then with strategic, like you can create plans based on simply possibility. You don't have to have done it to create a way forward. And you can help me see what the next best step could be, even if you've never done what I'm doing. And that's what makes you a phenomenal coach. Then Achiever, you're extremely productive. Like you can crush out a list like nobody else. And one of the things Achievers do, I'm gonna ask you, I don't know if I asked you this before, but we like lists to cross it off, but we also like to write things down we've already done just to cross it off so, <laughs> so we can see the movement. Yeah, that's like classic Achiever. But then Command, like it's so cool because of the power and the presence you bring, you give us an anchor to create from. And we know, like, as long as Casey's cool, we're cool. And then competition, it's not about you. It's about us. Like, yeah. you make everyone better because of just being there. And you just have this, like, culture of, like, championship that you carry around with you. And, and just by association, I get to be better by spending time with you. Mm. So thanks for sharing your genes with me.
I love that, and I really do. And that was one of the things that my uh, managing partner said when he saw this. He was like, how can she be so competitive? And he was talking to a prior consultant and lead a team. And that prior consultant said the same thing. It's like, because she wants to win as a team. Yeah, because she's healthy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And it's not because we're bad people when we're in the basement. It's just these like past pain patterns we get trapped in. And, you know, these things that the ego creates, it, it thinks we need to be complete and whole. But the good news is like we were born whole and complete. You know, we're just his perfection, not this human perfection. Well, and I love that you make it so simple because it's like fear of love like basement or balcony yeah. you know where where are you leading from so i i could talk to you all day about this this is incredible what is your best piece of advice to get, make it general to anyone like just to live life to do life absolutely i think mastering the art of choosing love over fear is one of the greatest things you can do for yourself and a really simple way to do that is to be intentional about being present because in the present moment that's the only thing that's real like futuristic is one of my strengths. If I stay in the future too much, I get anxiety. So I can't really do anything about the future. I can get more prepared for it. Yep. Or if I get trapped in the past, it's like guilt and depression. Yep. And so really one of the greatest things you can do for yourself is to come into the day on your terms. We live in this highly distracted world. If I wake up and look at my phone first thing in the morning, I start going to the grams or you know Facebook <laughs> or whatever, like immediately I'm in reactivity and then I'm reacting all day and generally reacting from some fear or some yeah. like past pain pattern. But when I come into the day on my terms with stillness, prayer, meditation, journaling, cold shower, like feels so much more settled. And then I'm so much more still because how I do anything is how I do everything. And when I can be present for myself early, then I'm present for the people in my life throughout the day. I think that is incredible what you just said, and I and I agree with you. I think my whole life, my whole world perspective changed when I got control of my mornings. Yeah, and it was huge. And I've been doing it for about six years now. And I can tell you, the person I was six years ago to the person I am today is completely different. I've probably grown more in the last six years than I did in the first part. <laughs> 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 so I, I love that. And I think that's a great piece of advice. So we, this conversation, the time has just flown by. So I am going to ask you one of our VIP questions. Ooh. Okay. Instead of all three of them, just, and I think the question that I'm most curious about is if your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? Ah, what a question. Uh, it's such a good one. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think it's so important to understand that the hard choices we make lead to an easy life. And so I think if I had to choose a headline, it would be hard choices unlocked as freedom. Ooh. How in the world do people find you? Uh, any social media, Kevin Keppel, kevinkeppel.us. Uh, yeah, I love new friends. So I love new friends too. And I was sitting there, so I just want to be very clear because I was trying to give somebody your website the other day that might be reaching out to you. Um, and I kept doing kevinkeppelcoaching.com and all these very, and then finally I was like, just go find an email from him, <laughs> you know? So it's kevinkeppel.us. Yeah, there's another Kevin Keppel out there. No way. I learned when Google came out, I thought I had the market cornered. He's apparently a very successful uh, photographer in Washington. So Does he have the same strengths as you? Uh, I have no idea, but he's we really- We should call him he's and really, ask him. He's really talented with the camera. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, so you okay. can find me there. Just. And kevinkeppel.us. That's probably a good launching place too, right? Yeah, yeah thanks. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. This has been amazing. I'm going to have to find another excuse for us to get together after this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I keep finding little things for us to do. So, But I just have one last thing to say to you. You are a VIP. Ah, oh, thanks, Casey. You too. You're awesome. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.